This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. Today we're going to be talking about having a lukewarm heart. We're going to start off by reading Revelation 4, verses 14 through 22. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked, I will counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest, 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 be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest, I almost said it again, <laughs> that thou mayest see, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door, and knock. If any man hear my voice, and open the door, I will come unto him, and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and him set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him, yeah, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Okay, thanks, Addie. Um, I made it. You made it. This is um, such a good um, set of verses to learn so much from, because I think that as Christians and as congregations, these are common traps that we can kind of fall into, what these same seven churches are experiencing. And each one of them, as you go through, um, follows the same pattern. So all of them start with, um, like, to the angel of the Lord at Ephesus or Smyrna or Pergamos, but in this case, Laodicea. And to each he says, I know thy work. So it's Jesus talking here through John, um, and when John is writing down the revelation and what he saw and what was what he was shown. Um, so in each one it says, I know thy works. And then each one also has some sort of um, reprimand or warning or in some just sort of an exhortation or encouragement. Um, and then each has a call to repent or to change and or to just keep going, keep fighting that fight. And then finally, each one of the churches um, ends with a promise of reward for those who change and do repent. So it's kind of the pattern that you see in all of them. So here for the church of Iodicea, what is the warning that we see? He's going to spew them out of his mouth. Yeah. And why, why is that? Why does he say that in that way? I mean, if you think about it and you think about, it's like drinking water. Some people, crazy people like you, like to drink hot water. And other people, normal people like me, like drinking cold water. But neither of us like drinking hot, no, lukewarm water because it's terrible. This is true. But first I have to say, I'm not crazy. Have you ever tried hot water just drinking yes. it? Yes. You, you forced me to. It's very soothing. You drink a glass of hot water. But I will say, last year when it was cold in the winter and I was going to the gym in the mornings, I would fill up my water bottle at home with hot water. And I would drink the hot water on the way to the gym, but it would cool off. And by the time I got to the gym, 
I would dump it out and put cold water in because I wanted to drink the cold water. So you're exactly right. When that warm water cools off and just becomes lukewarm, nobody wants to drink it. It's gross. And so that is exactly right. Why he was like, you're lukewarm, you're not hot or cold, and I will then spew you out of my mouth. And um, Addie, I had you look up the word spew to see what it meant. Oh, you want me to tell them? Yes. It means to vomit. Yeah, so that gives us quite a picture of how bad it is to him. So when Jesus is saying here to this congregation, you are lukewarm and I want to vomit you out of my mouth. I mean, that gives us quite a word picture of how he feels about lukewarm. Right? So why is it that he calls them lukewarm? Because they were neither cold nor hot. That's equaling lukewarmity. It's kind of the definition of lukewarm. Not too hot, (laughs) not too cold. Um, But in verse 17, it tells us um, why he considered them to be lukewarm. And he says there, you know, you say I'm rich and I'm increased with goods and have need of nothing. And you don't know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So... How could they think that they're rich, but then actually be poor? It's the difference between um, physical and spiritual. They were physically rich. They had luxurious lives. They were good from a physical viewpoint. But spiritually, they were wretched and poor and miserable. Is that the third thing? Yes. Okay. And blind and naked. So, yeah, they, exactly. They had life's comforts, right? And so, and I think that we can get that way too, kind of in our own lives. Absolutely. So we can just be comfortable physically and our lives are just good and happy and we kind of go along and we don't think about things very much and we don't see the spiritual state of our soul. Um, And it reminds me of the Pharisee and the publican. The Pharisee had everything but yet he was lukewarm. So let's just go ahead and read that. We're going to be reading Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. And it says, And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess, and the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. I think that's so good of an application there because really it goes to what each of them were seeing in themselves and kind of what they were looking at, right? The Pharisee was kind of looking at his state within the physical realm and the physical realm and kind of like, you know, the Pharisees were always looked at as the religious elite of that day. So they kind of had it all going for them. And the publican was kind of the opposite. But really what we're looking at today is that they couldn't see the state of their soul And that's where the Laodiceans were as well. They were comfortable physically, but their soul, it had needs that they were not fulfilling. Um, So the other interesting part of this when I was getting ready for this podcast today was as I was reading through 
there Jesus in verse 16 says, you know, of Revelation. Sorry. 3. Thank you. Yes, back to that. I'm, I got you back. You do. Uh, because thou art lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Um, and, oh, I messed up because that really should be verse 15 when he says, um, I would that thou wert cold or hot. So I got, it got me to thinking, like, why, why would he want them to be cold? You would think that you would just want them to be hot. I think cold here could mean like spiritual rock bottom when you've realized that you need God. Yeah, it makes me think of like the prodigal son um, in Luke chapter 15 verses 11 through 24 where he's already taken the inheritance from his father and he's gone out and he's lived a riotous life and then he at some point comes to himself in verse 17, Addie, if you'll just read that, it's Luke 15, verse 17. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare it, and I perish with hunger? So it's a point where he, like you said, hit that spiritual rock bottom, right? He realized he was cold and he had need of something that he could not help himself with. But the Laodiceans, as you see, like they were kind of just like, I'm rich, I don't need anything, I'm good. And I'm set. And I think spiritually we can get into that mind frame sometimes. Is mind frame a word? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're looking... No, leave it. I think or they're looking for mind. mindset. Or frame of mind. Either one. But not mind frame. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should use that from now on. Okay. Um, but yeah, we do. We just get comfortable with our spiritual life sometimes. We... We go to church three times a week, as you would say, or whatever. And so we think, hey, I'm all good. But are we really doing what we need to be doing? Do we really have, are we hot, right? Or are we just kind of like living in the middle of that lukewarm kind of yucky water kind of place? So um, what then are the Laodiceans supposed to do at that point, right? As, as the pattern goes through the book of Revelation, I know thy works. This is your problem. But then always he gives them a point of, you need to repent. Was I supposed to say something here? I thought you had a point on what they needed to do. They needed to find things that helped them be more zealous, whether it was spending more encouraging time with fellow Christians or going out and preaching. There's tons of things that can help, but you can't just sit there and live life. Yeah, and he tells them here, like, I counsel thee, like, here's my advice to thee, um, buy gold from me, and white raiment, and be clothed, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that you can see. Um, So were they really supposed to go out and buy stuff and find white raiment? I, I think what it comes down to is they needed to find their true salvation, right? They needed to realize the um, treasure that is in heaven instead of that treasure that's on earth, right? Like um, looking more at the spiritual things than at the physical. And that's really what they needed to focus on. And then he tells them um, in verse 19, do you want to read that verse? Um, in Revelation? Yes, please. I'm not there. Are you oh, I am there. I will read it. Revelation 3 and verse 19. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. So he wanted them to find zeal again, right? Find 
What? I said like Like you said. Um, be enthusiastic. Um, be doing the work of God. And I think sometimes we really get into that frame of mind where we think that being, being there in services is our work for God. And we're content with that. Like, oh, I went. I was there at worship. I'm good. You know, check the box and move on with your week. But that is... That's not zeal, right? So we need to be careful that we don't fall into the same situation here that the Laodiceans were in, where they just felt like they were good. So, and then finally, he gives them a blessing. Do you want to read um, verses 21 and 22? And that just kind of tells them. I'm there now. So, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear to hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Okay, so in all of the pattern through these seven churches of Asia, it ends with a blessing. To those who will repent and overcome these obstacles that are in your way, then you're going to have a blessing. And so the blessing here is that, you know, you can sit with me in my throne, and essentially it's your eternal life in heaven um, with Jesus. So wonderful blessing, but they had to then first repent and do those things. So just some things for us to think about and not let our hearts get to that lukewarm sort of comfortable state. So our challenge for the week. Our challenge for this week is to find ways to help you build your zeal to avoid becoming lukewarm. Very good. So what are some things that like could fall into that, do you think? I already said like hanging out with your Christian friends or going out and telling someone about the Bible, just things that seem to encourage you. You have to find what works for you personally. I think that last one that you said is really good because I think it's easy to hang out with our Christian friends. So something that we probably do. You need that. And you do need that. You absolutely need that. But I think to make it a real challenge... I think you need to do the second one that you said or something like it. Whatever it is, it's going to work for you this week. But to um, talk to someone about... Tell them to listen to our podcast. God. Oh. See, I'm just going to keep plugging our podcast inside the podcast. <laughs> for those of you who have listened to the podcast, here's a plug for the podcast. Um, but for real, you could share this podcast with someone or share a different podcast. There's a whole lot of them out there. Um, it's a good way to share God's word with someone else and to open up a dialogue because it's not always as comfortable for us to just talk about godly spiritual things with our friends, right? It's easy to hang out with them, but sometimes a little harder to talk about God. So that is a good challenge for the week. Thank you. Is that what you wanted me to say? Yeah. Do we yeah. say thank you? Do we say thank you? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Stop. We thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Wave Media by visiting us at BibleWaveMedia.org. You can also find us on several uh, social media platforms now. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope you will share with others. And as always, we thank you for listening.